breath doesn't match your work, that's a form of tension as well. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Systema, and this is Systema for Life. Mark, thanks for coming back on the podcast. Great to see you, Glenn. Yeah, Good to work is, out with you. Yeah, it's a tough gig, man. We're just uh, sitting by the pool here. Uh, another <laughs> instructor's uh, it's chateau here. Yeah. Chateau Lewis on yeah. uh, Lake Wiley. Yeah, yeah. This is it's all about a dedication to your craft and making sure that you're uh, suffering for Sistema, I think. Yes, yes. Drinking the, wine by the pool. The, the after training uh, effects can be brutal. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I just got back from, uh, from Sistema Camp. Yeah, the, uh, Structure of Freedom camp, right? Structure of Freedom. Yep. And uh, so I've been back just a, a few days and sharing it with the, the instructors here in the Carolinas. Yeah, it's been great. Actually, it was a, that was a great first full day of training that we got in there. And it's, it's been really, uh, some really good insights. Just uh, from, it's, it's been really interesting because it's like so some pretty fundamental drills, some things that we've done in different contexts before. But the, the way you've tied it together with the thread or what you've distilled from what Vladimir put across in that camp, but already it's like changed things a little bit in the, in the way that I've been looking at things. So it's very interesting. Well, thanks. Yeah. But I'm not the one who created the thread that was all Vladimir <laughs> um, but it was really interesting and to be honest I got back uh, earlier in the week and I knew I had to do this and uh, while well, I saw a common thread through the week uh, of, the, of this uh, relaxation but not total relaxation trying to find the right area uh, and so that was the tagline was the less tension more power uh, trying to explain it what I had seen was was my dilemma um, and luckily I was down with my group in Atlanta on uh, Thursday of this week just two days ago yeah. and uh, I started working then and it really started to come together so today uh, working with you guys further helped me to bring it together and um, having gone to many seminars and many events you know I was at the first camp in 2004 um, this is I think the fourth one that I've been to uh it kind of, rather than, than grab all the drills, there's nothing wrong with that. I've done that uh, many, many times myself. I try to look for something that kind of pulls everything together. And so this camp was, was phenomenal. I mean, every time you see Vladimir, it, somehow it's better and better, which is uh, just awesome. But each day we worked on two different aspects of Sistema, whether it was uh, striking or groundwork or personal protection or legwork or uh, takedowns or uh, each day he'd say what it was going to be, but there were a few drills that we did uh, continuously and each of those was about relaxing the arms, relaxing the legs, the knees, the chest, the body, and then how do you apply that? How do you find uh, movement doesn't happen without some degree of tension, Yeah. what we don't want is it more tension than needed. If I only need a tension of three and I use a tension of seven, that's bad. Yeah, I think it's a common point of confusion, especially with new folks, because we talk about it a lot of the time and like, like, oh, you're doing this with tension or too much tension. And and people rightly so sometimes go crazy about that. They're like, come on, look, 
you need some tension to be able to move or just to stand upright, right? There's a level of it. But I think usually what we mean by that when we're saying you, you, have, to, you have tension means you have an uncontrolled excess, right? You, you have tension appearing in your body in places where you don't want it, right? It's not really about like having none or having some, or even to some degree, it's like having three out of 10 versus six out of 10. It's, it's not even the quantity sometimes. It's more like, well, is that a controlled quantity? Do you, do you want three out of 10 there or did you want five, you know? <laughs> or did you want two, you know? And I think from what Vladimir says, it's like he's always working to work with less and less and less tension, right? Because that tends to allow you to exhibit more power. But at least at some level, you should be like, well, it's either you're in control of it or it's in control of you, right? In some kind of way. So. Absolutely. And yeah. I, two, two, two quick thoughts yeah. um, on that. So uh, tension, remember, one of the four pillars is structure. Yeah. Without any tension, you have no structure. Yeah. And so, like you say, the new students, and they just become a total noodle, and they just, blah. And like, <laughs> where's the structure? Yeah. And so you think back to a uh, common drill that uh, if you've been around for a little while, you've done, where, you know, one hand is behind the head, the other hand's on the belly, and the person bends you. And if you try to fight those points, um, you bend. Yeah, eventually they'll get, they'll get through your attention. But if you relax correctly mm. and completely... In, in a direction then and you don't focus on the points yeah. but the whole of your body then you can actually be quite strong and you still have structure sure. uh, so the, the other point with 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 that is that um, when tension is imbalanced that imbalance is uh, a bigger problem you can have a lot of tension in your body, but if it's even through the whole body, yeah. it can be okay. Yeah, yeah. It's the unevenness in tension, yeah. physical or mental, that creates a tension that's that's bad. So, and it's a cool uh, other kind of training. We didn't do that today. We were really focused on on trying to use the least amount of tension. Yeah. But another kind of training is go okay. Go with 50% tension, but make it even all the way from your toes to your hair. Yeah, right. And move from that way, yeah. or 25% or whatever. And uh, it can actually be really fascinating work. It really change the way you view things, too. It's it's not, uh, okay, I'm totally relaxed in my arm, but I have tension in my body, or the reverse. And no, that's not so good. Yeah, yeah. Make it even everywhere. Yeah, so uh, actually, uh, Emmanuel Manolakakis has been talking about this for quite a few years now. It seems like a theme that he's rolling up on at Fight House a lot. He actually gets his guys to work consistently, like 75% tension, but see if you can spread it out, and then 50, and then 25, and they're like, and he's like, how low can you go before it becomes not useful anymore, right? That you're not actually applying a, a decent amount of power to the person, or you know that kind of way. And then also, you realize that it's actually quite difficult to maintain. 75% tension throughout the body and move at all, right? And exactly. then at 50%, yeah. you can yeah. kind of, yeah, I can move a bit and I can deliver some power. And then when you get below 25, you're like, okay, I can move. I'm more mobile now, but I can manage this. But it's kind of hard to find where the power is coming from. But there's a sweet spot in there where you can, where you can try and bounce everything out. And I, th I think the difference is that I think the more skill somebody seems to have, the, the less they need to maintain that, right? They're, you know, somebody who's not very skilled, if they get the skill of ma maintaining 50% tension and balancing it throughout their entire body, they can do quite well. But when you get when you get a really senior instructor and somebody who's phenomenal, it's like they have 5% tension in every muscle. It's like it's, it's spread throughout the whole body and it's distributed so well that it feels like they're just a whole piece, but it's a whole relaxed piece instead of a whole stiff piece, right? You know, it's like, yes. I don't know, something like that. No, I, I agree. Yeah. And Emmanuel's um, 
certainly one that helped me uh, develop my, my concepts and understanding of it. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot of credit there. Uh, the percentage of attention to me, if it's even, um, and yeah, like you said, at 75, it's hard to move, so there's negatives. Yeah. At 25, it's hard to have any power, or 10%, it's hard to have any power. So like everything in life, there's there's uh, positives and negatives. And in any given situation, it's not to think that this is the right level. Sure. It's to go, at this moment, this is the best level. Right. And the second that it's no longer the best level, to change immediately to something else, yeah. to have that awareness. And I think at the camp this year, that was a large part of, of uh, what we were training was um, and the thread that was being pulled through yeah. through all the drills, no matter what they were, was was awareness of ourselves. What was our tension level? And we did so many drills that focused uh, initially on um, zero tension. Yeah. And we did several, like we did today, where you were just, your arms were in the air, you're laying on your back, and you're, you're just relaxing your chest and shoulders, and your chest, shoulders, and elbows. Your legs were up. And so you're studying... What is that feeling like? So now as I start to move, I want to emulate that as much as possible, but realizing that my movement in the work is going to create some degree of tension. That's fine. But I want no more than needs to be necessary. And I want that tension to be even throughout the body. So do you feel like there's um, an equivalence between what we talk about in sufficiency of breathing and kind of fullness in breathing, right? And the same kind of thing with tension, because it seems like there's kind of some sort of uh, parallel there between those two things. Absolutely, Glenn. You're, you're, you know, you've been around and you're understanding this too. Um, at camp, we actually spend a lot of time on this. So for any students that haven't been to camp, um, really, it's you're fully immersed. It's, it's a wonderful event. Um, you know, this is, uh, I think, the fourth one I've been to. It's been a, a while once I went out on my own uh, from corporate America. I wasn't able to make it. Now I, I really enjoyed it. Um, we, we touched on the breathing um, just about every single day. and Because uh, you're looking at less tension. And breathing can be a way to release tension, but it also can create tension. Yeah. And so one of the drills um, that we did almost every day, maybe every day, was to lay down and just breathe with no tension. Mm. Yeah, light breathing. Very light breathing, but then try to start to do deeper breathing, but still with no tension. And Mm. how deep can you go? And it's one of those skills, it's a skill, it really is. Um, you have to work it. You have to practice it. Mm. And the better you can do with that, um, the more opportunities you, that you have. Um, and you may recall in another camp when you and I would work together. And, and for me, it was a real learning experience when we were working. But I, I've seen it throughout. Is when somebody is uh, new students, especially breathing is important, so they. And you're, yeah, they're doing like a push drill, or they're doing like, like no work, and they're breathing like really hard. Yeah. Well, that's an imbalance, and yeah. any imbalance, we talked about tension throughout the body, hmm. but anything with if your breath doesn't match your work, that's a form of tension as well. Yeah. And and it's matching the breath to the work, and uh, 
you know, I, I had been a runner early in my life, never a very good runner, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I tried hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I went to, to Russia in 2004, I remember Mikhail, we were in the gymnasium and he was teaching us how to sprint. He had us sprint a couple of times mm-hmm. and, and check our breathing. And then he said, okay, now I want you to um, sprint and inhale on one step, exhale on this. Yes. All the way. So you're sprinting, so it's yeah. very, very fast. Right. But the movement is very, very fast and yeah. intense. And when you do that from the very first step, mm. all of a sudden you get to the other side of the gym and you're like, I'm not nearly as winded. Yeah. And it was, I, I do this with the fencing kids, the same drill. I get them to, a, you know, I do stretch breathing first and all that kind of stuff. And then I stretch the breathing all up to 10, they're 10 in, 10 out. And then I have them speed up a little bit every time they come down. So when they go to nine in, nine out, they have to start rank going faster. In, and by the time they get to two, they're sprinting full tilt, and they're like, "I'm fine." You know, at the yeah. end of it, they're fine. You know, it's very interesting. It's like, yeah, but it's the matching of the breath yeah. and the work together. And the and the cool thing I think is to pay attention. It teaches you is is the instant my work changes, yeah, my breath changes to match it. Like if if all of a sudden uh, I start to sprint and I'm still breathing like I was standing, yeah. It's an imbalance. There's a lag, right? In that lag, what happens is the oxygen level goes down, and um, now the the body doesn't respond until the oxygen level goes down in the bloodstream, and now it's just to breathe. Well, you're way behind the power curve. Yeah, and I think even before that, even before you suffer the suffer the physical effects of that, like not breathing enough, and you suffer the psychological effects of being, you feel like you know you're lagging, right? And so you start to get more either fearful or more angry, you want to solve the problem more quickly, right? Because you're not breathing enough, all that kind of stuff, so. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that, but it makes perfect sense to me. So, yeah. so much I think what we, I try to do is, as soon as the, uh, the body intensity changes, the breath needs to match it. Yeah. Not overdo it, not underdo it, Trying yeah. to get just in that sweet spot, and and again that comes back to the the full body tension. When you, when you're breathing right, and you're breathing into the whole body, yeah. then everything's softer, and then everything's uh, more aware. You're yeah. more aware of yourself. You're more aware of your opponent, your surroundings. It's all good. This that's, that's interesting because when you look at it that way, that the the balance between the two, it kind of gives you a reason why you shouldn't go full noodle. Do you know what I mean? Like with, in terms of the tension, because it's like because there's an amount of it. I remember one time training up at HQ, um, and everybody's doing a bunch of drills or something like that. And Vlad had pulled me aside and was working with me on some stuff, trying to trying to fix me in some way, right? <laughs> trying to fix some ongoing problem that he probably tried to fix a couple of years ago. Um, and he's he's just like, look at this, look at these people, and they're all moving around. And I think it was like just wrestling on the ground or something like that. And he goes, nobody breathe. He's like, everybody breathes just enough to stay alive. That's it. Like just enough to stay alive with his words. Like nobody's breathing for what right now. He goes, they're wrestling, they're fighting. Like you should be breathing a bit more if you're doing that, right? You shouldn't breathe just enough to stay alive. You need to breathe for power. You need, you know, to breathe for that. And maybe it's is it the same thing with tension? So like if, if you only have enough tension to stay upright, and that's all you've got, just barely enough, and you turn into a full noodle on a push drill, or you know, uh, grab an escape or something like that, and you haven't got enough, just enough tension to do something with. Maybe there's a minimal amount just for staying upright, and then there's a little bit more for maintaining structure. And then if you go beyond that, that's now too much. And now you're giving somebody a base of support and you're giving them something to work with. You know, so Is that what it is? Is it a calibration issue? I, oh, I, I, mm. I, I think anytime you put tension in your body, whether mm. it's a physical tension, it's an imbalance of tension in your body, whether it's uh, 
a relationship issue between breathing and breath. You're given uh, support and levers to to the other other person. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, you touched on so many things. There's so many thoughts yeah. um, that came into my head about about this issue, and I and I remember. Um, you know, some people say, well, breathing has changed in Sistema. You know, and we're doing this burst breathing, we're doing this, and it's changing and all that. I'm like, I'm like, no, because I've, I've been doing this for a while. I don't know whether I started, it was 2000, 2001. Hmm. Um, and they were like, I very vividly remember Vladimir trying to teach us burst, burst breathing back in 2001. Yeah. And we are at a seminar and we were doing slow push-ups. We used to do a lot more slow push-ups back then. Mm. And, and he would explain it to us as best he could and, and nobody was doing it. And he just shrugged and we would move on. Yeah. And, and so these people that came in much later, whenever we started to do more of this, because some of us started to understand the value in it. Yeah. And so we did more of it. It's changed. It's like, no, it hasn't changed. Which changes some of us actually understand a tiny bit of what he's yeah. explaining and uh, so yeah, I know some people have left because they feel that the, this has changed or that has changed and I'm like well, I was there before you and no yeah. it was explained then we just didn't get it and so right. if I didn't get it and I was teaching other people well then they didn't get it yeah. but um, it was a shortcoming on my side but I shared the best that I could at the yeah. time same as now I sure as hell don't get most of it now either, right? It's yeah. it's many years later. I share what I can, yeah. and uh, right. you know it's the best that any of us can do. Right. I mean, it's like me. You've assembled a bunch of instructors here in South Carolina, right? And it's like uh, you 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 might not have grasped everything Vladimir gave you at the at the camp, that sort of stuff, right? Most of us aren't ready to receive half of what he's serving up on a platter yeah. and that sort of stuff. But you know, you're having done that and having absorbed it and all the years of training and skill and experience that you have you're further down the path than the people you're showing. And that's all it takes, right? If you're that further, and sometimes you can be further down the path on one element, right? And then something else, like, like today, you'll be, you'll teach something and you'll show something and you'll be like, anybody got anything to share on this? I think we were doing one drill with like uh, sure. approaching each other. And I was like, yeah, I noticed, you know, somebody told me at one point, if you look over somebody's head, you can see the shape of them. And so it's easier to see their intent when they're trying to punch you. And you're like, great, everybody do that, right? So <laughs> immediately you were kind of like, great, this is what this is all about, right? It's like sometimes somebody will grasp something in a different way. And that's why we have the circle as well, right? At the end of class, it's, it's that you learn from each other's experiences. Sure. Otherwise, you might miss that. You, you, you train the same hour and a half that everybody else does, but you have this little epiphany and somebody else didn't get it, right? But if you share it in the circle, then they're like, oh, I should have done that. And next time they do it, maybe they'll come at it from a different angle and they'll understand more. You know, that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, helping sure. each other. So. Emmanuel Manolakakis will be coming to Durham, North Carolina on the weekend of January the 26th, 27th, 2019 for a two-day exploration of deep Sistema principles. To register online, visit www.ncsistema.com events. Before September the 1st, podcast listeners can claim an additional 10% off using the discount code HITME at checkout. That's H-I-T-M-E at the online checkout. Hope to see you there. And if we can do that in the middle of class, don't wait to the end of the circle. So then we can work the drill like we did today. It's like, sure. okay, we did this drill. It was great. We all learned. Yeah. You added something extra. Sure. Let's do it again. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and uh, I mean, that comes down to the, the no ego part. And, and as yeah. far as an instructor, I learned early on. Because when I started, I mean, 
there, there wasn't much systemic anywhere. And so yeah. luckily, I mean, you Vladimir were the one game in town for a while. Came, came, to, came yeah. to the United States yeah. um, and I was in a, in a job where I could go see him six, seven times a year at a seminar and go to Toronto. And that, that was great, but still it was limited, right? Yeah. Uh, so I tried not to really see myself as the instructor, it's the facilitator. Right. right. Yeah. I know the drills. You don't know the drills. We're going to work the drills and then we're going to talk about them. Yeah. And then we're going to, uh, what do you see? What do you see? What do you feel? What do I feel? Okay, yeah. well, let's try this. Or, oh, that didn't work. Or it did work. And then you, and you just work through it. And so... Um, do you think that takes a certain amount of um, strength and security in yourself to be able to do that though? Because, you know, there's so much in traditional martial arts where yeah. they maintain the power position by being, I'm in, ineffable. Sure. You can't question me because I'm the instructor and I've got the belt and everything. And, you know, if you question it, then it's just like, shut up, do what I said. And Because if, if you show that you're vulnerable in some way or that your knowledge might be incomplete, then you're admitting some sort of, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, uh, you know, when I started traditional martial arts and like 1975 maybe you can edit that so that we know so old I but <laughs> I just like to add at this point that that was the year I was born alright that's good we can move on <laughs> <laughs> but anyway uh, no you know I'm past that it's uh, maybe just because I'm, I'm older or whatever I, mean, I was past that even whenever I was still in my 30s whenever I, I was started systemic even whenever I started to teach mm. uh, you know and then whenever, especially like uh, I've taught some law enforcement, I don't see a lot of them, but I have done it. I mean, one of the first things I say is, look, I don't carry a gun in my job. I'm a salesman. And granted, I sell autopsy and mortar equipment. Take that for what it's worth. <laughs> but I'm like, um, I, you know what? I know the drills. Mm. I don't study them daily because I don't carry a firearm. I'm not in the same position as you. Yeah. So when you watch me, don't expect this high level of skill. Mm. I can do them and I can do them well, yeah. but I'm sharing with you the the uh, the method for right. training and then you'll take that or not. And, right. and we go back to camp and I think that's really, you know, less tension, more power. Uh, for me, what I got from it, and I'm working on an article that Valerie asked me to write, um, about my just my thoughts on cat and, and, yeah. and that that less power, more tension, and what we were training all day uh, today, and we'll be doing tomorrow as well. Mm. Is just that it's it's like uh, he gave us a method sure. to feel ourselves. We start the most simple drills, so we're at zero tension with a little bit of movement, and then as we start to add a little movement, a little bit of tension comes. But can we keep the tension at a minimum? Yeah. And then we keep amping up the movement, but trying to keep the tension at just the bare minimum. And to me, that's uh, what I really got from Cap. I'm sure it was a long week, other people got other things, mm. and um, just as valid, maybe better. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's just wonderful. Is that, um, so, so last year, um, the major seminar over the summer was the parameters of power seminar, it's up there. and it seems like, um, it seems like Vladimir keeps showing different facets of systemic, right? He just kind of, kind of like a diamond. He just keeps showing you different sides of what it might be. And then uh, in doing that sooner or later, maybe you'll kind of distill what the, what's in the middle, you know, a lot of the time. And that, that seemed like, I mean, systemic as a whole is more of a method, an operating system or a way of exploring, right? V versus like a bunch of techniques. Um, anyway, so but it seems like um, when Vladimir teaches one of the big 
immersion camps or one of the big like multi-day weekend seminars or something like that. It seems like what he wants to do is is get people to think about a major concept and start and start training it. You know, he wants people to take it away and work with it, right? That, is, that seems to be the big thing. And for parameters of power, to me, it's this whole idea that there were, um, that power is not what you think it is, that we associate power with strength and therefore we associate power with um, stability and tension only, right? It's just like you have to be stable and then you have to have just tension and then you can push it out. And what he was kind of showing is that there's, you know, you can do anything with maximum tension and then you can do things with maximum relaxation, like minimal movement and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then power is this emergent thing that's somewhere in between those where you're like, all right, I can do things by transferring weight with relaxation essentially, right? Or I can do things by using chemical energy, like forcing my muscles to do stuff. But power is this place where you're positioned perfectly, where you have minimal tension holding up your structure. And, and you make contact and you've, you've got enough sensitivity to feel the other person and all of those things combine to create this situation, this kind of duet between you and your opponent where you can express power, it just comes out from your body, right? And you can do it on your own, right? You can, when Vladimir does push-ups, he expresses power, right? You can see it, it's like the floor is afraid. You know, so just like this way, there's no give, there's no argument with the floor about whether or not he's doing a push-up. He's, he's balanced on the floor and he's expressing power through his whole body as it comes up. And yet most of us fight the floor to some extent or we fight our muscles or we brace our shoulders up or something like that. And so to me, that what I took away from that one is this power isn't what I thought it was and I need to work more on the, the gap between what I thought strength and power delivery was and what relaxation is. And it's, it's neither of those two things. It's this place in the middle where all of these things seem to align all at once. But like thinking about that, having been at that seminar and then at this, uh, this camp kind of thing, what things, how has your conception of power changed in doing this same I agree with everything that you said uh, on your perception of power. I would yeah. even expand it even more. Yeah. Uh, and maybe you mentioned, it, you know, it's, it's far more than physical. Like, to me, power, power is simply the ability to change somebody else. Yeah. Period. Whether that means from a physical nature, emotional nature, mental nature, or or, or whatever. And so to me, the the parameters of power seminar was just so far above my head. Mm -hmm. But I kind of, like you said, it changed my concept of what power meant. Sure. And and so I told Vladimir right then, he was asking me that during the first day, I was like, I've got years of material to work with here. Yeah. Um, Because it really was. It was like, it was everything from like how the eyes control other people's movements exactly. to, like you know, to how you express weight with your hands and that sort of stuff. And, but for me, that's what I mean. It's, Even it was, how you change your perception of what you're going to do to the person yeah. changes the way they feel. It, it, it was, yeah, uh, I want to do another one of those seminars with them, yeah. but I need to do a little more preparatory work because that was like, yeah, that was it. But a but, crazy deep seminar. It was uh, like you said. It just it showed. Uh, I've been doing this for quite a while, and I keep seeing it get deeper and deeper. And then that was just like a huge deepness. And so yeah. it was cool to camp. We touched on some of that. Okay. But it was not. Um, God, I to me, I just felt. Oh, everybody else felt. I felt like I I jumped in the deep end with a, with a giant brick on, and I yeah. was. Uh, but I got a lot out of the seminar. I'm so glad I went because I uh, 
wouldn't have grabbed, if other people explained it, they were like, wow, no, it sounded like this, this, this. Yeah. And, and to me, and it was nice because I was up there several days before, so sure. I even had the, the preparatory work yeah. beforehand. Yeah. It was still a week. It was, a week. Week. It was uh, yeah. yeah, really, really deep work. So even like, uh, I, I know you did the, the same drills we did to, today with the, you know, the sensitivity work and sure. everything. But that was like the easier, the entry level to some of that. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, but what it seems to be, I mean, the reason why I brought it up is like, so that's what I described there of like my concept of my, my beginning concept of like, wow, power isn't what I thought it was. Now, now my idea of it is like, well, it's definitely not just tension expressed through the body. And it's n nor is it just relaxation. You know, oh, it's yeah. just, just like expressed as a chain of weight shifting and all that kind of stuff, which is, I think what you see a lot more in like Kadoshnikov's system and stuff like that. There's a much more of a, an idea that like, we're going to try and be relaxed and then we're going to express relaxation through a bunch of levers, right? Essentially, it's like, it's a very biomechanical approach. And, and I think that has some merit to it. And clearly it's oh, got clearly. some stuff yeah. to it. But I think what what I was teaching there is something different. And so what it did to me, it, it didn't tell me what power was. <laughs> I didn't come out understanding. Yeah, yeah. But I think, the, uh, I think what I was getting at is that the major function of that seminar to me was to be like, you think you know what power is? Take a look at this, and they hold it up in front of your face, and then you're like, "Oh, this is not what it was at all." And you go this so, way, so, this way, this way. Yeah, this so way. it like, shifts your paradigm. So now you're forced yes. to question again, and you're forced to go back, and you're forced. Isn't to that always the stem of Yeah, always the stem But it, it, how many it, times? Is, yeah, like, it keeps you fresh. It keeps you fresh, right? It keeps uh, you exploring the whole thing. It time. never, and, and yeah. that's what frustrates some people. And to some degree, I get that, but I think it's more of a weakness. Mm. Is uh, yes, yeah, so somebody. I've been through so many changes to where now is when the next change comes, I, I don't go, oh, I don't understand this. This is different. I don't know if I like this. Now I just go, all right, now, now things, awesome. we're, we're viewing yeah. it from a different direction. Yeah. It doesn't invalidate. And that's what I think, unfortunately, some people, they think when we do uh, a shift, a tiny shift, a big shift or whatever, or maybe yeah. the shift is just to them. It's not even the group. It's just their paradigm has sure. changed now. Yeah. Um, and they think the rest has changed. They can't stand to have it shifted. It can't, yeah. yeah. And it's like, because it, they feel it invalidates their previous uh, viewpoints. And it never does. It always grows. System is the, the upside down pyramid. Yeah. Um, as you move up, there's just more, more, more opportunities. Yeah. More. Because they invalidate everything. Everything's still resting on the same point. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just grows. And that, that's the cool thing for me. To me, I see parallels with just with like scientific discovery. You know, it's like imagine if you know Newton's three laws. I mean, Newton's three laws essentially put the Apollo yeah. missions on the moon, right? So they work within that frame of reference. But then when you blow them up to something really, really immense like a black hole, they don't work anymore at that scale. But Einstein's relativity laws do, right? You know, general relativity works for that sort of thing. But you don't need it necessarily to explain it. It doesn't invalidate Newton's laws. All it says is that Newton's Newton's laws were one approximation of what it was, but now I'm showing you something bigger. And a lot of people didn't handle it for a lot of years and still still now like, oh finally Einstein's laws are proved or something. They're not proved. And no, in it's still fifty years somebody else would be like, well he was right to a point but now we have this thing and and, and it's in science people just accept that. They accept that there's no truth. Yeah. that you're just going to keep exploring that we just get to closer and closer approximations of what we think it is and, and it's the paradigm shifts are the important parts like they're, yeah. they're getting your worldview shattered and then being like alright well that's that's not right I had some part of it but I didn't have all of it and now let's move on and if you can't handle that then you know the, the, history, the history of science is actually littered with brilliant people who couldn't let go of their theory there was a so 
stuck to it that they couldn't and it destroyed them and they became they died miserable resentful people because they couldn't move on because they were too prideful to let go of their paradigm right and maybe there's some parallel there with people in Sistema who drop shit because they can't handle in a life yeah. that system is yeah. a microcosm of life yeah, yeah, yeah no it's the same thing absolutely I mean Einstein's theory of relativity works on uh, you know the universal level but doesn't work on the quantum level yeah so, quantum level. Level. so, so it can't be right yeah. It's, yeah. They, they know that's, that's why it's Theory, not a proof. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, but it's the same thing in science and in, in uh, Sistema. We should be the same. We should always be not, not only embracing mm. what shatters our paradigm. Yeah. We should be looking for what shatters yeah. our paradigm. Yeah, yeah. We should be happy about it. Right? Hey, yeah. it should, okay, I understand it. Kind of threatens, but at the same time, you're like, oh, this is my next big leap forward. Yeah, it's exciting, and it should be exciting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it a good time. Yeah. But anyway, well, I can see. I can see you've come back inspired from it, kind of thing. Like in yourself, you know, you look oh, rejuvenated. Yeah. You know, even physically, you just look kind of like more vibrant and stuff like that. So the week is like, probably the tan from the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are living on the beach now. There's that also. But no, no, you, you seem happy in your training today. You seem like really oh. joyful, and you're just enjoying expressing the movement and stuff. So it's, oh, it is. And yeah. just shared what I learned. Uh, it helps me pull everything together. Mm. Uh, you know, like I said, I'll be writing an article. I'm partway done with it already um, about it. And it's just, yeah, if you have, like I said, I'll say it again. If you can afford it, the time and the expense to get to camp, um, yeah. do it. It's just, uh, you know, it's wonderful. I'm kind of jealous. We had a, uh, a couple of people that had been like big surgeries, been to every single one of them. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, uh, nice if you can do it. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. Wonderful. But, yeah. Uh, but if you, hey, if you can make the one, then, then definitely do so. Bro, nice man. So what's coming up for you? You got any uh, seminars going on, or um, where are you teaching just now in the south? Have you got like regular stuff going on? In, uh, Regularly, Atlanta? we're we're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a group down there. We're trying to get a little bit more formalized. We're at uh, McCoy Park right now mm-hmm. on Saturdays, and if I'm in town, I'm teaching at a student's house. But I'm out there all the time. But uh, one of the uh, other uh, instructors in training, we're trying to formalize uh, more regular classes. So more to come on that. I've got a couple of people down in Jacksonville Beach, mm-hmm. and I'm just training at a, at a local park when I'm there as well. As far as what's up for me, I'm going to Italy mm-hmm. in the uh, beginning of October, and then uh, in that's, January. That's the second year teaching there, right? Yeah, so you well, I don't have anything set up for October right now, yeah. but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, hopefully I'll be in, in, in Rome. Um, maybe I don't even care it's just one person in the park somewhere it'll be fine uh, you know I'm going on, on business and then I'm, I'm back up in the Milan uh, Bergamo area uh, in January and I taught there several years ago uh, when I was back with the, the same company so uh, hopefully get something set up there so have you got um, have you got any way for folks to get have you got a web address or someone for to get hold of you if they want to train with you in Atlanta or in Jacksonville or we I'm on I'm on Vladimir's site for both uh, Atlanta and Jacksonville. Okay, I think if you're in the Atlanta fun. area, then look so, up Mark Hook in there. I can vouch for him 100. percent Well, thank you, Glenn. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to find out more about the classes, workshops, and seminars at NC Sistema, please visit us online at www.ncsistema.com.